0: Back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. Make sure you tell your Lexa devices to play 1017 Hammer. All right, we're going to head on over to the uh, Hammerhead Hotline and from the Lafayette Journal and Courier, the man who does just a tremendous job of covering your Boilermakers, Mike Carmen is on the line with us. Uh, Mike, always a pleasure to have you on, buddy. Happy Monday to you. Um, Boy, that, uh, a heck of a game on Sunday for Purdue. Uh, there's a lot to discuss uh, about what happened uh, you know, offensively and, and, and where this team is at, but I think a lot of people are very fixated on the way that game ended and uh, the inbounds call. I, I know you had a chance to uh, talk with Borowski after uh, the basketball game, so kind of walk me through uh, what you asked him and uh, what his response to how that game ended was.
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't that statement is out there for people to read. I mean, I'm not going to go through that what he said verbatim. Uh, but you know, the bottom line is there was a there was an error in the timing and the way that they interpret the rules or the way that they follow the rules. You know, they needed to take three tenths of a second off, and therefore that eliminated any any activity in inbounding the balls as far as running the baseline or making the uh, lateral pass out-of-bounds to another player. All that got taken off the table at that point because time had come off the clock. Um, And and the rule is, you know, that's what the rule is. You can disagree with the rule all you want, but that's what the rule is. Um, So, and then the the main question to me was, you know, why didn't you fix it? And, you know, again, that statement is out there why they didn't go Mm -hmm. back and put 8.1 on and, you know, that's just the way it was. In hindsight, and all these things are in hindsight. You just wish the the officials would have communicated better to both teams to say, here's our situation, here's what we have. Uh, and then Matt Painter, at that point, could have maybe asked a more specific question, can I still run the baseline, can I still make the pass? Where Matt admitted that his initial question can are we doing this thing again? And it, le- it was very vague. So it just, it, it just left a lot of uneasiness about the whole situation. I just felt like another layer of communication from the officials probably would have helped everyone avoid that. Now, Purdue didn't lose the game. Um, they made the stop they needed to make, and at the end of the day, they, they won the game. But you would... You're sitting there thinking they're going to lose this game because of this call.
0: Yeah, it's definitely tough, especially after you do what you think is the smart thing and, and foul while you're up three. Uh, you know, you You're playing that strategy, and it, it doesn't work out. But I think that call aside, uh, that's not why Purdue was in that situation, so to speak. Um, the offense over the last you know, couple of games for the uh, team that's supposed to have the uh, number 1 offense in the country has been... Uh, uh, it's been lacking. Uh, what do you think is going on with Purdue's offense right now?
1: Well, I mean, it could be just, you know, it, it, it's time. I mean, just you go 20, you know, they went 24 games at a high level offensively, really. I think before uh, the Michigan game, uh, in all but three other games, they had scored 70 points and had won. So they they were going at a pretty high pace and a pretty high level for a long period of time. In a way, it's a, bit of a testament to them that their their bad game at Michigan happened in game 20 um, 24 or 25 and not game 15 so I think that shows you what they have on their team but you know every team goes through rough patches like this where it's not working it's not clicking and I you know I thought they would get some of that back on Sunday to be honest but you know they didn't not not until it was it was late late in the game. Um, they just got to get back into a rhythm. I, I felt they were a bit disconnected on offense on Sunday. Um, they just need to get back to you know the way that they played before, and that's easier said than done. But you know, however they get there, however they feel like they have to get there, they, they need to start charting that path, uh, you know, toward back toward back being that that number one offense in the country. Because as we all know, that's how they're going to have to win games.
0: Mike, when this team's been down, they turn to jade ivy and and he's that guy that spark plug, especially in the second half that can you know get to the rim, maybe draw that foul and, and kind of build some momentum. Uh, I know he continues to deal with uh you know a, a little bit of a hip injury here uh, eleven points was uh you, you, you take it, but you still need i think a little bit more out of him uh, where Where do you put his health at how, how much is that thing still kind of bothering him you think
1: well I mean he's going to say it's not and you the only thing you can do is take him at his word and just kind of watch his actions. You know, he didn't have a good day offensively, whether it was he was nicked up or the way Maryland was playing him, or he just, he had one of those games. I mean, he's been so good during the recent stretch before they got to Michigan, and even in the Michigan game, he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't horrible, but he's been so good during that stretch that, you know, at some point you just don't have it on that night for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Teams are playing you different now. You know, you saw Michigan for the second time in like five or six days. They're going to do something different on you. Um, you know, Purdue's got Northwestern on Wednesday. They're going to try to figure out a way to defend. You know, Jaden Ivey didn't play in that first game, so maybe that will benefit uh, Purdue a little bit uh, come Wednesday night. But, you know, Rutgers is coming up Sunday. They're going to play Jaden Ivy different. They're going to play Purdue's players different. So, you know, you you have to continue to adjust. And it's a, it's a high level to maintain. Uh, and I know the expectation level is pretty high, but that's why this team is, you know, eight or nine deep. You know, you can, you, your star can have an off night at times because you you do have a lot more weapons on that team. And when Sasha Stefanovich gets going from three and you can continue to pound the ball inside, you, you should be able to overcome uh, a two for nine shooting night from, from Jade, Jade Knighty.
0: We're talking with Mike Carmen of the uh, Journal and Courier here on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Purdue uh, basketball getting ready for another matchup again on Wednesday night against uh, Northwestern. I, I, look, if you would have told me about two weeks ago, said, "Hey, now we're finally, at, you know, Northwestern, Rutgers." I was said, "All right, there, there's two games before the uh, the storm here. Those final three uh, obviously are going to determine whether or not you're going to, uh, you know, be in this thing for the uh, for the Big Ten title." But boy. Uh, Rutgers is looking tougher and tougher uh, by the week here. This is a hard last four games to try to finish strong before you go into the uh, in- into the Big Ten tournament. Um, do you still like their chances here to take home a 25th Big Ten title, even if it is a share of it?
1: Yeah, I, th- I still think they're in a good position, um, but you know, obviously, they have to do some things better uh, on the road Wednesday and then again Sunday against Rutgers. Uh, it just you know the league is that tough. It's 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 that much of a grind. Uh, this year, as it is every year, but maybe even more so this year because there's not uh, that one superstar team that, that's kind of run away with everything. Everybody mm-hmm. is pretty well compacted together, even when you get down to the middle and then the lower two-thirds of the league. It's a it's a very, very difficult league to play in. And, you know, I think Purdue has just kind of hit that spot in the season where you're not at the end yet and you can't see the end and you're just trying to fight through this next stretch uh, before you can get to the end and see the end, and maybe that picks up your energy uh, a little bit. You know, Mackey Arena was weird yesterday because usually at the beginning of the game it's, you know, there's a lot of energy there and all that. There just there seemed to be uh, a piece or two missing. And, uh, you know, I think the, you know, the team fed off that a little bit. But as they got going in the second half, they fed off it to, to make the run they did to win the game.
0: I think a, a big X factor here, at least in the last couple of weeks, you, you feel like Eric Hunter Jr. is just really starting to play much better than he did in the first half of the season. Uh, I know there's been some talk. It feels like maybe a little bit more of a sense of uh, urgency, uh, so to speak, as uh, his playing days are running out. Maybe not the best game with the four turnovers uh, on Sunday, but he has been a whole lot better for this team. Um uh, he's going to have to play at that level, if not better, Mike, right? If this team wants to make a run uh, past the Sweet 16 and in the Final Four, uh, I feel like that's a guy they're definitely going to need.
1: Well, when Purdue's been successful this year, they've done it as a collective group. It's not just been one guy that they lean on, and that they have to get back to that. And I felt, uh, I think I mentioned this earlier, that I just they were, they were just not connected offensively on Sunday, for whatever reason, uh, a lot more one-on-one, a lot more, you know, maybe guys were just trying to do something, trying to press, or just trying to make something happen to get a, to get a spark. But they need to get back to uh, the, the collective group, the way they share the ball, the way they pass the ball, uh, the way they look for each other, uh, knowing who's hot, knowing, knowing where the ball needs to go in certain situations. Um, they're, they're they're extremely dangerous team offensively when those things happen. Uh, you, you do have to make the shots. I get that. But we've seen them at a very high level. Uh, and they just need to get back to that. And when they get back to that, how they get back to that, you know, is going to be something very interesting to watch because sometimes it's hard to get that back. And, you know, just a week ago, people were walking out of Mackey Arena after the Illinois game, you know, thinking, okay, they've, they've created their past. And now, less than a week later, there's a lot of, there's, there's probably more questions about this team than there were you know, after the Illinois game, but the talent's still there. Um, You know, they've just got, they've got to do some things better. And, um, and uh, we'll see Wednesday if they, if they move in that direction.
0: Again, uh, you know, Carmen does such a great job of covering the Boilers. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, too, at uh, Carmen underscore JC. Uh, you can read that whole big statement uh, that he uh, that he posted up there uh, from Bo on the end of that game. Read all about that. Mike, it's always a pleasure to be talking some hoops with you and, and everything else as well. Are we quite the lawnmower racing season yet? I know you live for that as well.
1: Well, I think it would be a fascinating lawnmower race if you did it in the snow. <laughs> Just, uh, And turn the blades on while we're at it. I think that would be a fascinating adventure that I think uh, we could get on like at 3 a.m. on BTN just for the fun
0: of it. Sign me up. I'm ready to go. I uh, I will announce. I will compete. I will officiate. I don't care. Whatever it is, I'm in for it. Mike, it's always a pleasure. I always have a bunch of fun talking with you, buddy. Take care of yourself. We'll have you on again soon. All right. Thank you. Take care, Mike. All right, we're going to take uh, another break here, but hang tight. We'll come back, and uh, we'll get you the Caesar Sportsbook Report, and uh, we'll continue the Hammer Down Show here on 1017theHammer and 1017theHammer.com. Do you have an outdoor project you've been putting off because you don't have the right equipment? Hi, I'm Kim Douglas, sales coordinator at Bob Cadillac, Yet. We offer a full line of rental equipment from skid steers, track loaders, and compact excavators, and a wide variety of attachments to complete all of your projects. So, the next time you need to fix your driveway, mow down some brush, or fix a broken water line, think Bob Off yet. To reserve your rental, give us a call today at 765 474 44